What's he doing at this high weight? 272 pounds. I was 19 stone 40, mate. Like, solid. How do you feel, Benny? Can't cope with money, obviously. What can he do with I was too strong for him, Dad. I was 40 pounds heavier than him. He was about 15 and a half stone, and I was 19 and a half stone. Come on, Benny. Yes, Ryan. Yes, yeah, they've they done a good thing. Listen, I was going to hurt him more. I busted his ears and more black ones out of his ears. What you say, Emily? Hello? No, listen, he was, he was gone. Then. He didn't recover from the first knockdown. Uh, I hit him left up to the body and crippled him. Does she, does she a strength for me? Put him over with a body shot. Never seen a man like it in my life. Best man ever, man. You're a good man to go. Look on the telly. Hey, Dad, only the second man in history to win the Ring Magazine belt twice. Me and Muhammad Ali, not bad, eh? Oh, oh, I'm still in shock. Yeah. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. 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 It was a privilege to cover that fight for Talk Sport tonight. It was sensational. And you did what you said. FL TV, Shane Fury. Well, you, let, you said it. You all said it. Listen. Tyson is the best heavyweight in the mile. In, in the world, by a clear mile. In my opinion, he's the best heavyweight ever been. The, the size of him, the stature of him, the fatness of him, he shouldn't be able to do what he can do. He's a proper fighting man. He's proved it tonight. He's the best in the world. We don't want to hear no more critics. There wasn't one boxing person, or very little, will pick my brother to win. Yeah? He keeps on proving you wrong time and time over again. I don't want to hear it. I'm nobody. But you must know fuck all. You don't know boxing. Because you go against him every time. And it's obviously bullshit. Every time you go against him. He's the best man in the world by a clear mile. There ain't going to be a rematch because he won't want one. He's the best heavyweight in the world. He keeps on doing it over and over and over again and nobody gives him a chance when it comes to it. How's your emotions going? And then they want to suck him off once he's won. They can go suck our balls. That's abrupt. That's what I mean. All right. I might have a uh, slice of pizza, you know. Is that it? <laughs> I've done all the celebrating for three years, haven't I? There's not much more I can do in my life with uh, celebrating. I think I'll just go home, have a couple of glasses of water, and uh, that's it, really. We're going to go out tonight, baby, <laughs> Hakkasan! <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely well done, it. Thank you very much. All the best. Nice. Couldn't TV. Just introduce this guy. He owns the Boxing Hall of Fame. Come with Just give him the chair. I need him. Yeah, we're going to put, yeah. put these on the chair in the museum. No, no, I need them boots. Send me lucky boots. Okay, okay, okay. All right, well, the, stool. the stool, he can have the stool. Hello. Go on, Coop. You, you said you was going to do it. No one believed you. 
everyone thought that you was bluffing, playing, eh? Playing, yeah, playing I'm games. a bluffer, isn't I? Play game player. Yeah. You know, what have I been saying for the last six months? Everyone, I told everybody I was going to knock him out. And nobody listened. Here we are. Knocked. I knocked out a knockout king. And I can't punch. Can't crack an egg, can I? Two feather dusters, these are. Terrible. What do you remember about the knockdowns in that fight? Don't drink no more water because there's none of that. I don't remember anything. It was all a blur. And that was it. I remember knocking him down a few times, hitting him with a body shot, knocking him down. That was it. It was what it was. It was a great fight. I lived up to all the hype and things rarely do but every time I say I'm going to do something I always do it and I have done it and I've delivered again and you know big shout out to everyone who watched me on TV around the world and big shout out to every fan who came over here I felt like I was I was at home here tonight it was 99% Tyson Fury crowd in America in Las Vegas this is the home of the Gypsy King and thank you to everyone who came you know I can't really say what, much more what an entrance as well yeah. Whose idea? Your idea? My idea, as always. What an entrance. Entrance fit for a king. And which other champion in history would come out to Patsy Klein? Crazy. Crazy. Crazy nutcase like me would do. I thought. Tyson, the third match with uh, Deontay Wilder, is it something that will possibly happen? Well, he's got a rematch clause in the contract, but we're not, you know, he's only just had his loss and I've just had my victory. I'm not concentrating on other fights. Who cares? Let me have my victory. Let me enjoy the spoils of war. Come on. Everyone's going to ask you about Joshua now as well. No one's going to ask me about Joshua because he could have been here tonight, but he didn't. I took this chance. I come over here. I took over America and that's it. I'm going to enjoy the spoils of war and uh, enjoy well, myself tonight and uh, that's it. Take place now. Wilder was a bum now you've beat him. He's a bum now. Wilder's no good. That's what they'll say. You know, I beat Klitschko in Germany. I beat Deontay Wilder in Los Angeles. Come back and done it again in Las Vegas. Say no more. Two-time Ring Magazine champion of the world. Only second man in history. WBC heavyweight champion and lineal heavyweight champion of the world. Number one, baby. That's it. Congratulations, Tyson. Thanks, Kogan. Well mate. Thank you, mate. The... How do you feel, mate? It's on. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Listen, Tyson went in there tonight as underdog. All, all the greats, let, fuck knows, Lennox Lewis, Evander Olafield, Thomas Hearns, or everyone, only a select amount of people picked Tyson to win the fight. To go in there and just beat him in every aspect, outboxed him, outfought him, outpunched him, outhearted him, just unbelievable. Listen, the Gypsy King's real and he's the best, the greatest of his era, by far. No question. There's one thing that I don't want to hear tomorrow, and it, which is coming. It's definitely coming with a lot as well. But they shouldn't do They give, him, give a man who's near death and come back to be number one in the division without any question his credit deserves. Don't say Wilder was no good. Don't say Wilder had one punch. Don't say he was a bum. He never had no technique. He was a champion for how long? What was he? Six, seven years? Uh, Since 15? 15, five years. Ten title defences. No, 11. I think this no, this was his 11th defence. Ten successful title yeah. defences. One behind Muhammad Ali in front of Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, Vladimir, no, Vidaly Klitschko. Give him the credit he deserves. Tyson Fury's beat a 10-year reigning champion and now a five-year reigning champion with ten defences. Give him the credit he deserves. Don't say... Wilder wasn't all he was cracked up to be. Please, give a man who suffered mental health near on suicide 
come back from 28 stone the credit he deserves. Please. Do you think Wilder will take the third fight? I don't know. Probably for the money, it's a massive fight. Who wouldn't want to see that again? An entertaining fight. You know, even though Tyson was battering him from pillar to post, Wilder was always still in that fight because he's got equaliser. So, yeah, who, would, who wouldn't want to pay to see the third fight? If Wilder takes it, good luck to him. It's mad because your brother's been saying he's going to knock him out all the way through his build-up. No one believed and Everyone was like... He's got Is it a bit of mind games or what? Everyone, whoever had a pit, a pit shut up. What's he doing? No, he's singing, isn't he? He's saying, whoever had an opinion on this fight, he's in the shower. <laughs> whoever had an opinion in this fight said, if they pick Tyson, he's definitely going to win on points. No way in the world can Tyson win by yeah. stoppage or knocking down or even hurt him. Tyson don't punch hard. Tyson's injured. Tyson's this. Tyson's that. Come on. Give the man the credit he deserves. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Hack his hand later. <laughs> Bed, probably. Bed for listen, you. Motions run high, but again, only the second man in history to win the Ring magazine twice. Heavyweight division. Mm, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just can't wait for Eddie Hearn's interview, can you? What? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I don't know. Listen, unbelievable. Listen, Josh, Josh was a good champion, but in my opinion, I'm not biased, I say as it is. Wilder was the only threat out there. Joshua is very good. He's technically really good, but he's very textbook. And for someone textbook with Tyson, can't live with that. Mm. By far, Wilder was way more dangerous than Joshua will ever know how to be. Not saying Joshua's bad or he's no good or whatnot, but a lot more dangerous because Joshua, no, uh, Wilder will throw punches from angles that Josh would never dream of doing. Mm and they catch him and put the lights out. So Joshua, if it happens, which if Wilder takes a rematch, which I hope he does, um, they'll obviously fight again, and then one more fight's got to be Joshua. I can't see it going anyway, but a Tyson win. A stoppage, 100%. Tyson tonight, 18 stone 10. Not a man at 17, 12 coming in the ring. Not a man low 18s. A man, a strong man, who's ate his vegetables, ate everything he needs to eat in this camp. Does that. Coming off a five-fight turnaround. Not coming off a fucking ten-stone loss. Not coming off two spars. Coming off two good fights. Mm. A knockout and a good grueling win. And Otto Wallen owns a bit of that tonight because he got the ring rust off Tyson. Yeah. That was the best thing. You wouldn't know us at the time, but it was the best thing to happen to Tyson going through that bit of a war to get every cobwebs off. Mm. And that's what you get when Tyson's on fire. That's what you get when Tyson's on form. I'm ready. Done a proper camp. I just can't wait till the next fight, next camp, for him to work with Sugar Hill. Listen, he's only had seven weeks to try and change his style. Seven weeks, people, not a lot happens in seven weeks. You know, he's only had a certain, I think he's worked on probably three things repetitively over the seven weeks. So let now Tyson go home, have a couple of weeks off, bring Sugar over to the United Kingdom and work on the basics. You know, when Sugar come in the camp, Tyson looked a raw novice. He couldn't even throw a jab correctly. Tyson was so upset and frustrated that he was the best in the world and he felt like a novice on the pads with Sugar Hill. So he took him back to the basics, working his jab, working his straights, working his foot movement. And I just can't wait for the future so they get a chance to work on more. Hugh, thank you very much for your time. Congratulations. Boom. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Gracias.
Paris Fury, congratulations. Yes, yes. How were your nerves? Talk me through it. The nerves was bad, but you know, they're gone. That's it. They're gone. We're good. We've got it. And he's done it. What was you going through your head? Like the first knockdown, what was going through your head when he knocked him down the first time? Watch Deontay's strength and keep sensible, and he did, and he just done what he can do, what a proper man can do. It literally couldn't have gone any better tonight for, for Tyson, no, could it? Couldn't have gone any better. Perfect performance. That's what Tyson can do. He can do it. What was you thinking as the rounds were going on? Like, what, how was you, your heart must have been up do you know and down. What? The whole time we all understand how dangerous that other man is, and that's that always goes through your mind. So you're worrying about that. But I knew he was winning clear and easy, and he was doing it, and he was hurting him every time. That's what 40 pounds of a real man can do. He told everyone for weeks he was going to knock him out. No, no one, one believed it. No one, no one believed it, it. And no one took After any notice of it. After people tipped the other guy, there you go. Don't doubt him. Don't ever doubt him. Well, you had to stay away from the house, but it was I'll worth it. I'll agree with it. I'll leave it. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave him alone, definitely. Very happy to. Yo, Ian, get in this crunk picture. Tell me I'm Tyson and Andy. Um... It's all going off back here. It is all going back off, but um, you're a happy woman, so well, congratulations. Thank and you very much. On to the next one. On to the next one. Oh, no, don't talk about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Paris. I saw you going for as well. He's in that room. We have a very happy Frank Warren. How do you feel, Frank? Top of the world, Mark. No, it's great. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. He told everyone he was going to do this. I know he said two rounds, but he, he said he was going to knock him and out. I said he'd do it mid rounds. Didn't I? Yeah, you did. All the way through. Sum up the performance for me. Um, well, he just owned the fight from the from the first bell. He just got behind that jab. The jab. I always keep saying about jab is the key to everything. And he was keeping him on his back foot. He wasn't letting him come forward. Through a couple of shots. Uh, Deontay, he's a dangerous son as we all know, but Tyson, they were perfect tactics, and then kept taking the fight to him, wouldn't let him set himself, and then he started letting that right hand go, and he caught him some great shots. And when he hit him with that body shot, it was a strange, you know, like he caught him with it, he caught him, caught him right in a left hand and the body shot, and he threw him across, like, it threw him over, it was the power of it. So those pillowcases, they were filled with dynamite. <laughs> And he blasted him out. I mean, he absolutely done it in tremendous, tremendous style. And uh, I've got to tell you something, you know, it, it don't get no better. This, this is the best achievement in my time for a British boxer ever. Ever. Really? Look, these are two undefeated fighters. Yeah. You know, knockout ratio that he's got, um, Wilder, you know, hardest punching heavyweight, according to statistics of all time. Look what he done to him. He, he, he owned it. He owned him. He owned the ring. He owned Deontay Wilder. And he owned Nary. He, and he owned Vegas. And at the end of the day, he now owns the world. That's where he is. He's the man. And when, again, you know, when you think about it, that was like fighting in Manchester. The crowd behind him. You know, American fighter. They were. They were he just took it over. Frank, Tyson, we didn't really want to answer these questions. He just wants to be left alone about what's next. But you're the promoter, Frank, so you'll be thinking about these things. Do you expect the third fight to happen? Well, he's got, you know, you would expect him to exercise the option. Where he goes through with it, I don't know. But that's what I'll do, at least keep his position. That's the sensible thing to do. But it's going to be his choice. But there ain't going to be no different next time round if there is a next time round. He just, he's got his number. He had his number in the first fight. He won that first fight. And you know, I keep saying, when he went, I went you know, I'm not a schmuck. We, went, we made that fight knowing that first fight, believing that he'd win it. So this time he emphatically won it. People are going to be pushing for... Um, 
an undisputed fight. The Brits have all the belts now. Not a problem. Well, that's where we are. We're top of the world with heavyweights, aren't we? You know, that's, that's where we are. It's brilliant. But it, the number one, we all know the number one is now. I want to hear you say it. I want it out of your mouth. Who's the number heavyweight? Number one heavyweight in the world. You would say Tyson Fury is Absolutely. the number one heavyweight. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's a, a, a fair comment. But we do want to see that undisputed. Of course we want to see it. Listen, he don't duck anyone. He went to Germany and beat a guy with the second longest reign of a heavyweight champion. He's been here twice. Who does he duck? Come on. Well, listen, I think Vegas is going to uh, explode tonight. It's so we exploded in that ring. You're going to go to the after party at Hakistan? I can't wait to get in there. <laughs> it was, listen, it was a great performance. And, you know, that tonight is Tyson Fury's night. And he, he owns it. This is a boost for boxing. You know, for a guy to come to Vegas and, you know, you know a Brit, a foreigner, Irishman, to come here and own it like he did, that is making a big statement. He is the most, he's the biggest draw in boxing. Barna. Frank Warren, enjoy the rest of your night and uh, certainly am, mate. see you on that plane tomorrow. Coogan Cassius here with Dana White. Dana, what have we just witnessed there? He looked incredible tonight, man. He, he, I, you know, I liked him to, to outbox him, but not like that. Holy shit. He, uh, he absolutely dominated him the entire time, and he had power tonight, hurt him with every shot, and uh, he looked incredible. He, he said he was going to knock him out. He said he was going to go for that knockout, but no one really believed him. They thought it would be a pointless win if he was to win, but he did shock yeah. a lot of people in that. Yeah, he did it, man. I, I didn't believe it either. I didn't, I didn't think that... Uh, I, I absolutely... I bet Fury tonight, so I, I bet on him. I thought that he would win. I thought that he would outbox him. I didn't think he'd knock. Although I did have, I had rounds, I had rounds, uh, 10, 9, 10, 11, 12 for knockout. And uh, we were close. A word on Wilder? What did you think? What's that? A, a word on Deontay Wilder though? Yeah, he's tough as tough as yeah. fucking tough can be. Broken eardrum, kept fighting, was mad that the corner stopped. It was a great fight. Get Good night, Get him in the UFC. Hello and welcome to Seconds Out. I'm Johnny. Alongside me is Daniel Stetson. And to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury 2, Danny's kindly offered to sing Patsy Cline Crazy to welcome you all to the show. So over to you. Crazy. <laughs> there you well, go. That's actually unscripted. I didn't expect you to come out with that. So uh, what, what a great welcome to the show, Danny. <laughs> I, I haven't got the pipes of Patsy Cline. I haven't even got the pipes of Tyson Fury, but... <laughs> <laughs> what can you do yeah i mean it's a, it's a good it, i'm glad you reminded me because obviously i knew it was in february but i didn't realize it was today until you reminded me and it's just the best victory by a british boxer um overseas in many many years probably the best since fury's victory over vladimir klitschko so he kind of beat his own landmark if you like but yeah just i remember watching it um at the time just incredibly impressed and, and, and surprised. I'm not going to say I predicted it. I did think he'd win, uh, but on points. Thought it'd be another close fight like the first one. I just thought he'd maybe stay out of trouble a bit better the second time round. Expected him to be quite safety first in his approach, despite what he was saying and what Suge Hill Stewart was saying about working on power and being more aggressive. I thought it was mind games. I took it with a pinch of salt, as you often have to do with Tyson Fury. Yeah. I think I'm sure he'd agree. 
but just the startling performance, both in how dominant he was and in the manner in which it was achieved. The fact that he managed to knock out the biggest puncher in the division without taking any big blows in that second fight himself was just phenomenal. No one expected that. I mean, everyone from the first fight expected a... Not Wilder to be the one with the, the threat of knocking him out at any moment. But the fact that Tyson Fury did what no one expected, even though we were saying the whole the whole build-up, the whole fight week, I'm going to knock Deontay Wilder out. We all thought it was just sort of to build up the uh, the hype of the fight. And obviously he joined uh, the Crunk Gym, Sugar Hill Stewart, of course, to work on that power. But the way he planted that game plan to perfection and in round seven got that all-important knockout was something that will go down in history for a long, long time. Obviously, we're sitting here talking about a year later, but I'm sure in many years to come, there'll be still many conversations about it. Yeah, I mean, it's not what Wilder would have been expecting or his team. I think that helped, but I think that style would have given Wilder problems regardless. But I think the fact that it was so unexpected as well only added to how uncomfortable he felt in there. I think from the start of the fight, he was put on the back foot. He didn't know what Fury was going to do. Great use of feints. And when Wilder, the rare occasions when he was able to get close or threaten, Fury was able to smother him really effectively as well. It was just a, a perfect performance by Fury, even more so than the Klitschko one, which he kind of nicked on yeah. a white soil, kind of fiddled his way to victory. This was this was domination. This yeah. was, you know, supremacy. Um, got to be careful with that word these days, obviously, but has other connotations. But just brilliant, brilliant performance from Fury. Um, credit to Sugar Hill Stewart as well. No one else had brought that side of Fury out. That's no disrespect to the people that have trained Fury in the past, but we've never seen him. Maybe it was just waiting for the right opponent to apply those tactics against. Maybe that's the only reason why we hadn't seen it much previously, but... Yeah, just, just a great all-round performance and the best British performance on um, overseas soil in a long, long time. And the second the towel was thrown in by Mark Breland, began the excuses from Deontay Wilder from it being stopped too early, from Fury putting weights in his gloves to the drink being um, spiked with muscle relaxant to Mark Breland eventually coming out and in the last few weeks. Actually. Don't forget the costume. And the costume being too heavy. Um, yeah, and Mark Breland come out in the last couple of weeks after he sacked him and just said how he can't even defend Deontay Wilder anymore. One thing I want to ask you now, because we've all obviously seen Deontay Wilder's excuses since the fight, is he a bit of a genius for making these up? Because it gives people more reason to want to see him being punched in the face for the third time by Tyson Fury. Is he building up that third fight already? I think it's often been said that boxers, you know, need a reason that they've lost. Because if you're a boxer and you admit that you just got beaten by the better man, there's nothing different you could have done, then where do you go from there? How do you rebuild yeah. your confidence and, and carry on with your career? And I think the more successful you've been and the bigger your ego has become, the more important it then becomes to find those excuses. Now, if he'd have actually gone away and thought about it and, and maybe discussed it with his team, I'm sure he could have come up with more credible excuses. Yeah. You know, he could have talked about having an injury in camp, for example. Yeah. You know, he injured his hand. He wasn't able to get off of his right hand. His toe, I mean, David Hay got mocked for it, but in comparison <laughs> to the stuff Wilder's come out with, it's almost an honourable excuse that Hay said. And his toe was broken, you know, it was legit. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think he, it's been a an intentional thing to sell the third fight. I think it's just a way of protecting a fragile ego. 
that was completely unraveled by Tyson Fury. And he's had to come up with those excuses. And he's got a small core fan base who will accept them and, and promote them on his behalf. But I think the wider boxing community, it's not made them want to see a third fight more. It just makes them question Wilder's mental um, fragility now. And I think that means they're thinking a third fight is going to be even easier potentially than a second, if that's possible. So that, that goes against it being a, a more sellable third fight. But yeah, I guess people would like to see him lose again, but maybe not necessarily to Fury this time. Yeah, and coincidentally, a couple of weeks back, I was just watching a video after the first fight of Deontay Wilder reacting to the knockdown in the tenth, uh, the last round, sorry, the 12th. And he said he sees Tyson Fury go up to the ropes after the fight, um, jumps on the ropes, and he says, this is what you've got to do as a boxer. No matter what happens in the fight, if it goes to the scorecards, you've just got to act like you've won. And yeah. I feel like in the same sense, in the same mindset, he's thinking, I've just lost this fight. And it's pretty clear. He knows he didn't deserve to stay in that fight. And it was right for the towel to be thrown in. But he's thinking, I still need to recover from this. I still need to box later on in my career. And I still to ha I still need to have people who respect me. So there came the excuses. And it was interesting that I saw that video because I feel like he knew, regardless of what happened, he always wanted to come out with something just to, yeah, keep some level of respectable respectability. But, yeah, I think he's lost that from a lot of people. And that would only last as long as a third fight anyway. And that's the reason, I think, why he doesn't want a third fight, because there was a time limit they were waiting for before Fury moved on. Obviously, he never had that fight in the UK last year, as it turned out. But we were waiting and waiting, and now we're moving on to negotiations for AJ and Fury instead. But I think he knew, Wilder knew, that if he exercised the rematch clause and took it all the excuses he's made all the myth that's built up around him it's already been exposed once against fury that'd be the end of it it might even be the end of his career if he lost to fury in similar fashion again yeah so i think it makes sense for him to go another route now and try and build his way back up against other fighters and then maybe one day down the line if fury manages to get past aj or whoever wins at that fight i think from wilder's perspective it's better if fury comes out on top in that two fight yeah. uh, sorry if joshua comes out on top in that two fight series with fury because it's a fresh opponent you could make a case for wilder beating joshua yeah. it's very hard now to make a case for wilder beating fury because of what we've seen unfold in front of our eyes but you could say well they've never he's never fought joshua joshua has proved susceptible to a big punch in the past, unlike Fury, who got up against Wilder. Wilder's still a massive puncher. Maybe Styles match up better against Joshua for Wilder. So he'll be hoping that while, uh, Joshua comes out on top against Fury in that two-fight series. And yeah. in the meantime, he's built himself back up as a scary knockout artist once more. And yeah. maybe that can happen down the line. And it's no secret Anthony Joshua's offered Deontay Wilder that fight before. He'd definitely be open to having that fight after the, the two-fight contract with Tyson Fury. So I think down the line, that's a huge fight. It's a big possibility as well. That, like I say, they wanted that fight a couple of years back. So why wouldn't they want it if they become undisputed? And obviously, that's now a bigger fight if it will be for the undisputed. However, as things stand, we have to wait for those two fights to happen. Because if Deontay Wilder's obviously lost to Tyson Fury twice, but obviously once... Um, and then Joshua loses to Deontay, uh, to Tyson Fury. Then the fight between Deontay Wilder versus Joshua is never big as it could have been. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting one because he Wilder lost so much of his standing from that fight, but he's still the number three heavyweight in the world. You can't and put anyone else I, above him yet. 
obviously he doesn't have a belt and you probably most people would say Joshua at the moment but with the punch power he can knock out anyone in his day yeah, so you could make a case for him being number two although it wouldn't be a great case but yeah. I, I would say he's no worse than number three because most people's consensus number four previously was Dillian White who lost his last fight so he's not number four anymore yeah. who else is knocking on the door I guess the winner of Usyk and Joyce will will be a, an interim champion and will be unbeaten. So maybe that could displace Wilder. Povetkin, if he repeats the victory. Usyk over... hasn't proven himself yet. And if he doesn't look great against Joe Joyce, then I don't think Joe Joyce could even, even if he won, I don't think he could go up to number four. Looking at it, if Dillian White puts in a big performance on March the 27th now in Gibraltar, I feel like he'd just remain number four. And he has to be next in line if he wins that. But what if Povetkin beats White again, is he number three? Because in I recent years, he's only lost to Joshua. You, and you've beaten White twice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good shout. Because um, obviously they were supposed to fight Wilder and Povetkin, and that never happened because of the drug test failure. So, I don't know. It, then it becomes a, a, a tougher one. And I think for Deontay Wilder, he could be looking at that, the winner of that fight. I mean, Povetkin Wilder does well, and so does Povetkin well, he's already uh, talked about Dillian White, hasn't he, since all this happened. And I think he wasn't interested in Dillian White. Dillian White was chasing him. And then and now, and now he's lost and he needs to regain his standing. Now he's interested in Dillian White, which is interesting. Yeah. But that's boxing, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose I think, so, yeah. And I think the perfect scenario for all of this is for Deontay Wilder to keep winning. Because let's be honest, Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder is one of the most exciting fights. It might not be the biggest, even if Joshua loses to Fury. It's still a big fight and it's exciting because it's two boxers with a lot of punching power. And don't get me wrong, Joshua's shown now he can he can go the distance, he can box long, box on the outside. But I feel as if for the wider audience, a more exciting fight, in fact, for, for everyone, most boxing fans, the most exciting fight is going to be Wilder versus Joshua. Yeah, I'd quite like to see Wilder against Joyce. Like, if Joyce comes through against Usyk, I think that'd be a great fight. You've got the non-stop pressure of Joyce and a good chin against a massive power puncher in Wilder. I just think Styles would mesh so well in that fight. And the winner of that has got a real claim then to being the at least the number three heavyweight in the world, if not number two. Yeah, for, for Wilder, he's only a couple of wins off getting another shot at the belt. Um, and if he beats some credible opponents as well, all he has to do is wait for Fury Joshua, and I think he could probably fight the winner just because he's such a big name. However, having said that, there are going to be a few angry fighters in line as Usyk wants the WBO now, and he's, I think he's been given step-aside money because obviously it's going to be for the undisputed, and there's going to be Joyce at this point. Uh, obviously, they'll fight before, actually, but there's, basically, there's going to be a few fighters who want that belt, so it's becoming harder for people to get a shot at that belt. I mean, you would think that the uh, Usyk-Joyce winner will be elevated to full champion after the first going to be them and Joshua and fight. And Wilder will want uh, a fight as well, but he's going to have to fight a couple of times, whether it's Brazil, whether it's... Um, um, who was he rumoured to fight the other day? Joshua... Oh, Charles Martin. Won the world title off him, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that'd just be an absolute joke of a fight. He doesn't gain anything from that. I mean, the UK... But a lot of these guys that you would come back against, the kind of middling heavyweights, the likes of Brazil and Gerald Washington and people like that, Wilder knocked out when he was world champion. So he yeah. can't now knock him out as a comeback trail. Do you know what I mean? He needs fresh opponents. Yeah. Um, 
So it's difficult. But then if he fights the younger guys coming through, the likes of a Hergovic or someone like that, or even, you know, a wild card like a Michael Hunter, they're but quite he, dangerous fights for him. Michael Hunter, 100%. But if he wants to get straight back into it and fight for a title as soon as next year, after those two big fights, then surely fighting someone like Andrew Rees or the White Povetkin winner is the most sensible option. Yeah, I don't know. I think he could get a straight shot at the WBO winner once they are the full WBO champion. I think that's a, a very sellable fight. You know, I don't know if having beaten either Usyk or Joyce, the other guy will want to take on a dangerous assignment like Wilder as their first defence. But, you know, that's that's a big fight. Usyk, well, Usyk against uh, Wilder is a big fight in the US. Joyce against Wilder is potentially a big fight on either side of the Atlantic. But um, they're all great talking points. But to end the anniversary special, whatever we'll call it, do you ever think there will be a third fight between Wilder and Fury? No. No. I think the second fight was just too clear, too conclusive a victory. You know, I think it's like um, Frotch Groves. You know, Frotch retired anyway, but I think even though the first fight was really close and controversial, and even the second fight was quite close up until the finish, the finish was so conclusive Few people were calling for a third fight. And in this case, the, it's not just the finish that was conclusive. The whole performance was was dominant. And also the aftermath with all the lawsuits, the excuses. Mm. It just makes people want to see the fight even less because it's just all that nonsense, that rubbish around it as well. And we don't. Also, need- Wilder could have forced it. He could have forced the third fight, but he wasn't ready at the time. He wanted to wait longer, whatever the reasoning. <laughs> you know, so if he was desperate for it, it could have already happened. And I think... It probably would end his career as well. Uh, being beaten by someone twice, three times, it doesn't look good for him. And don't get me wrong, it's only one person. And if he goes on to beat Joshua, it's not embarrassing losing to the heavyweight champion of the world, undisputed. But it just doesn't look good. And I feel like, as Joshua did with Ruiz, if you're going to lose, then you need to avenge that loss straight away. And losing two slash three times, I keep saying it, but to the same person, it's hugely detrimental. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, there we have it. I uh, enjoyed this one. Uh, A big fight, February 22nd, a year ago today. And I've watched it once again in the last couple of days. It doesn't get old. uh, And neither does the first fight, to be honest. Watching that, that, that knock down in round number 12, Deontay Wilder blowing on his glove and then Tyson Fury shocks the whole world and gets a wins the rest of that 12th round was just phenomenal to see. And uh, and it gets me more excited for the big fight that will hopefully be happening between AJ and Fury this year. Let us know what you think down below and we'll speak to you all soon. Thank you very much. Cheers.